Welcome to Ruin Hammer episode 16. Uh, hey Rob, where are you mate? No, no one can hear me. Oh. G'day mate. Hey, G'day, hey mate, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good mate, how are you going? Mate, I'm good. I'm, uh, it's a little bit earlier for us tonight, but that's for good reason. Um, absolutely. Very excited. Absolutely. Yeah, very excited. Um, how's your week been? It's been pretty hectic. It's been pretty good. Keeping things ticking over at work. Um, you know, keeping busy with the family and everything. But um, look, I'm really looking forward to going to the game tomorrow night. The uh, the women's yeah, yeah. game on the sunny coast. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, mate, that's, um, it's a sellout now too, which is great. That's great for awesome. the um, yeah, for the for the women's game. Great that it's a, been a sellout. Uh, yeah, it's a shame that um, your premier didn't open the borders, so I could get up there and watch it with you, mate. But uh, it's great that one of us is going to be there. Tried to have a word. Tried to have a word, but unfortunately, uh, <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Sorry, mate. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, yeah, and, you know, so. We'll, we'll preview that a bit later in the show. We'll also talk about last night's uh, State of Origin 2, where uh, New South Wales has tied up the series. Um, if we have to, if we but, have to, mate. Yeah, but I'm really excited about our guest tonight, mate. Um, and if you want to bring him in, uh, we're excited tonight. We're joined by Warriors number 124 and Kiwi number 655. One of only three Kiwis inducted in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm very excited to welcome the Carver King himself, Ruben Wiki. Welcome, Ruben. Thanks for joining us, brother. Evening, guys. Evening. How you been, bro? It's been a while since we chatted. Hope the uh, Stefano's doing well. Yeah, not too bad, bro. Yeah, it has been a while. Uh, it's kind of busy with a... Uh, we purchased a gym in Otara, so we, we, uh, where I grew up and, and, and the wife, so we took a gamble and purchased the gym in the heart of Otara. Yeah, it's uh, unlike you to be involved in gym work, mate. Oh, yeah, I'm getting a bit slack about it. That's awesome. You certainly keep busy. Well, well let's let's get straight into it, Ruben, and we'll, we'll take you all the way back to where it began. So could you tell us uh, where you grew up and where you played your junior rugby league as well? Yeah, sure. Sure, guys. So I I grew up in Otara, South Auckland. Um Started playing rugby league at the age of six for the Otara Scorpions. So my mum took me down to the local fields just down the road from home and uh, just told me to grab the ball and run. So uh, just did that for a while in the junior grades and went on a sabbatical for three years. So when I turned 10, <laughs> I went on a break. So uh, yeah, three years, no footy, just focused on school and and then I ended up going to the Otahu Lep Leopards where the, uh, yep. the the legends of Mark Graham and Hugh McGann, Tawaraniko and all these all these gentlemen played and um, played there for six years and ended up going over to Canberra for a stint. Yeah. It, um, you're selected to play for the Junior Kiwis in 92 uh, yep. alongside our future All Black, or the, at the time their future All Black captain, Tana Umanga. Um, and there was a game, I think it was the second game of that series against the, the Kangaroos where you wreaked havoc um, in that game. And it was the Junior Kiwis won that 36-14, which was the first loss the Junior Roos had had since 1972. Yep. Was it from that series um, that you were signed for Canberra or had you already signed prior to that um, schoolboy series? No, no, no. The, um, there was a Pacific Cup earlier in the year. So I was playing for the New Zealand Maoris. 
and uh, there was a few scouts that came over looking for some players. So uh, Tim Sheens and uh, Dean Lance came over and they were looking for some players to bring to Canberra and uh, they picked up uh, Quinton, God rest his soul. Um, God rest no, <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Noah Nandruku, Johnny Lomax, um, and like myself, I was lucky to get a start there. And a few few other boy, island boys, Jimmy Fike also from the Tonga team. So it was, it was a good breeding breeding field for uh, up and coming rugby league players to get a you know get a shot at the NRL. So I think that was the birth of um, opportunity to get go to Canberra. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned some of the the great Kiwi superstars that you were you were lucky enough to play with there, but but it must have been also exciting playing alongside the likes of Mal Meninga, Brad Fyde, Laurie Daly, Gary Belcher, the overall state of origin and um, Australian Test superstars as well. Crazy times, Rob. You know, it's like I watched these guys when uh, 1989 when they played the Balmain Balmain Tigers in the grand final, and I was like. Uh, I was 89, I was 16, and uh, I was like, far. Look at the size of that <laughs> number three, yeah. you know. Oh, he was huge. And had the arm guard, and, yeah. you know, I started uh, wearing the old shin guard on my arm, and strapping up with the old electrical tape and just pretending to be Mel Meninga in the, uh, <laughs> in the younger junior <laughs> <laughs> But, you know... In it's funny how it, uh, it all worked out. You know, I ended up getting two freaking broken arms and ended up with the arm guards myself. So, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a good time, man. It was like they they signed me for two years, mate. So I, was, I just went for a two year stint with the 21s. And, and Craig Bellamy was the coach back then. Yep. So he hasn't changed one bit. <laughs> no. Still that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, he hasn't changed one bit, but he's very passionate about the game. And uh, when he post post game, he's he's the nicest person in, in the world. <laughs> but um, yeah, I took a gamble, mate, and asked mum uh, if I could leave the nest for a couple of years and I'll, I'll come home. And she, you know, she let me go. And I, I took my girlfriend over as well, who is now my wife and my little yep. brother. Just uh you know, just to get a little taste and see what it's like, you know? Yeah, in um, in 93, you made three appearances for the Raiders. And then in 94, you pretty much, you cemented your spot in first grade. Um, your regular first grader, you played 25 of, all, of the 26 games, including the grand final. What was it like playing in that team of superstars and winning a grand final so early in your career? It's, it's funny, man. It was like... We go back to '93 when I was uh, my my debut my debut game was with Ken Agus on the wings. I was on the wing man, and so it was Kenny. I know and I was, you were. <laughs> man, it was like far out. <laughs> and it was it was against Newcastle. You know, it was like far freaking heck. They were just kicking the kicking the high ball high bombs, and I was just like you know, close my eyes and see what happens. But um, I, yeah, ended up playing the game and. Just the, the pace of the game was really fast, you know. So I thought the 21s was fast and then uh, reserve grade, but it was another level. So I just bided my time and just I wanted more of it. So I uh, got the opportunity in 94. I think there was an injury to David Boyle and I took the uh, took the opportunity and didn't want to go back. 
So I just fought for the jersey, and if anyone wanted it, they're gonna they have to take me out. <laughs> Yeah, nice. so that was that was the approach for me, man. Every time I trained, so I trained like I played. So you want my jersey? You got to take me out. So yeah, prize it off you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, <exactly>. yeah. <laughs> well, well, the word the word was that you signed two contracts back in 1994. So both for the Raiders and the Warriors. So how did this come about, and um, why did you ultimately stay with the Raiders? So. How it worked out, I was getting homesick after the two years and, uh, you know, the Warriors were coming into the NRL in 95. So they were looking for some players and uh, Ian Robson, who was the CEO back in the back then, was, you know, they put our contract up and was more more than I was getting at the, at the Raiders. Um, I was homesick at the same time and just a lot of a lot of emotions going through through the, through the mind and, Wanting to, wanting to get home. And then I had a, a chat to Tim Sheens and told him what I did. Uh, then <laughs> went straight to the office and I signed a contract with the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up, yeah, you know, it was, it was a, a young, naive mistake. You know, I had no, like, agent back in those days and I was just taking the, the word of, of this gentleman and promising, you know, promising the world and ended up only being like a reserve grade contract. So yeah. uh, I, I, I took it up with Tim Sheens and he took it up with the CEO, Kevin Neal, back in the days. And um, they signed, they got me to sign another contract and we went to the, went to court and, in Canberra and um, my best witness ended up being Frank Endicott. <laughs> it was the reserve grade oh. warrior coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you know he he was my coach at the Junior Kiwis, and um, he just it's just 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 a silly mistake made, and the court, you know, the judge saw what was, what I did wrong, and I didn't want to go, so they they couldn't force me to go, but it was just yeah, I just had to sit out for a while uh, and um, do my time on the sideline and sort out all the the um, court procedures and find my time and. And for Canberra to stick by me through those tough times, I owed it to them to do what I could for as long as yeah. I could. So yeah. ended up staying in Canberra for another 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, at Canberra, you're, you're like early in your career, you're always a hard-running centre, one of those uh, guys that, you know, I used to love watching. However, during Mal's tenure as Raiders coach, he shifted you in the forwards a couple of times in the uh, 98 season. And yep. then it was like a full-time shift in yeah. 99. Yeah. How did that move come about? Was that his decision? Was that something that you wanted to do? Or, or was your reaction against that because you preferred playing out a little bit wider? Um, well, it's funny. It was, it was like a, just a friendly chat with Mal and uh, with the caliber of players we had back in those days, man, it was, don't see much ball on the left side, yeah. you know, into the, the <laughs> gun side, you know, far yeah. out. So uh, I was doing all the tackling while Mel was doing all the flash stuff. <laughs> but um, as, as, time, as time went on, I was, I was kind of getting bored out on the backs and uh, wanted to get close to the action. And um, I think when Mel 
Mal was coach. They had a few injuries in the forwards, and I just said, oh, I just put my hand up. I said, oh, throw me in the middle, bro, if you want. And because it was unlimited sales back then, so I just went, went, went hard and just come off and then go back on again. So, and yeah, I just loved it. Eh? It took a while to get used to it, and I was getting my head taken off, but you just, you just return the favors, right? Yeah, absolutely, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a good move, though. It's, um, but, but before we get on to what we really want to talk to you about, which is your yep. career as a Warriors, um, I've just got one important question, and I think a lot of fans would like to know the answer to this one as well. Yep. So during, during your time at the Raiders, you used to save what seemed to be your best performance when you played against the Warriors. Um, can you give us a bit of insight into this? Um, was it because you were motivated to play well against your countrymen? Or was there some other reason? Um, probably because it's most of those boys, like through the Kiwi times, like they were like my brothers, right? So yep. when you play your, your countrymen, you want to give your best performance. And the more love you give to your mates, you know, it's, it brings the best out of both sides, right? So there's a few Kiwis in the Raiders back then. And when we go up against the Warriors, we always try to. We try to get over our, our our cousins on the other side. Yep. So that's why I always loved playing the Warriors. He always brought the best out of me and um, going home, playing in front of your family. And um, yeah, it was just, and they were trying to take me out. So, because if I, they take me out, then they win the game. So, exactly. Um, and, that, and that was the battles for years to come, you know, right throughout the, the careers. And, but yep. that's, that's just showing how, how much respect we had for each other. And that's the way it should be yep. played. And that's the only, yeah, that's the reason why we get the Warriors, man. Is yeah. any Kiwis in the teams, bro? We just go, go hammer, hammer, bro. Hammer them. You, used to terror, you terrorized them. There was, yeah, was that one game of the year that we yeah. knew that you would, you would lift. I, I mean, you know, it, was, it wasn't unusual for you to score a try or set up a try against us. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was punishing to watch as, a, as much as a, of a fan as we were of Ruben Wiki, the Kiwi. Ruben yeah. Wiki, the Canberra Raider, terrorising our Warriors was not something we liked seeing. But it was, it was funny because, you know, we always get some, like, some, some mail, like, from some of the players saying something about, like, the Kiwi boys are the Raiders, you know? So yeah. that was, like, some bait yeah. to get fired up, and they got me fired up. So yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So every time we go go to Ericsson Stadium, man, I was like, I'm gonna tear someone's head off here. Yeah, it seemed like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In um yeah. in ninety five you saw the light. Oh, sorry, not in two thousand and five you saw the light and signed with the Warriors. Had you always intended to come back home and play? Was that something that you always wanted to do and play and because the Warriors are the only team in New Zealand, obviously that became the fit. Honestly, honestly, bro, uh, I could have retired in Canberra, but yep. um, as as the years went on, I took probably too many pay cuts and stayed for the wrong reasons, you know. So financially wise, I was staying because I loved it. I loved the club, I loved the people, and I was losing out, you know. So I thought um, I'll get the agent to see what what was out there, you know. I was, I was coming into my thirties, man, so. Just wanted to see what was out there, you know. And Wigan came, Wigan came to the party as well. Oh yeah, yeah. So Wigan Warriors and, and the and the New Zealand Warriors 
both come to the party in 2005. So I had to look at the bigger picture because the kids were born in Australia. Uh, we've been here like 12 years. Um, I had to weigh up the options because, you know, the Wigan offer was, was pretty good. And um, I just said, uh, weigh up the bigger picture for the future for our family. And my kids, you know, the number one priority. And so I decided to go home. Yeah, well, look, we're glad you did. We're glad you did. Yeah, we're, glad, we're definitely glad you did, mate. <laughs> and I remember watching your, your final game for Canberra back in 2004. And obviously, you, you did like a lap of honour, but obviously very emotional for you. Um, yeah. how, how difficult was it to leave behind, like, you know, over a decade of memories and really good mates there in Canberra? Right. Well, it was, it was the hardest, hardest night because um, I come off injured. I had a high ankle sprain and, and uh, yeah, just doing the lap, you know, these people watching me grow from a 19-year-old to like going in my 30s, you know, I, it was just my extended family and and all the emotions just come, come at once and I couldn't like freaking even go around on, on my own two feet because of the high ankle sprain. Uh, I thought I thought that was the end of me because we made the finals the, the week after. So I just did everything I could to um, get back on the field. So I was I was ruled out for the rest of the year. So I just I just wanted to give give them one more game. And we played the Roosters the following week. So I just went into overdrive, did my carver every night, got my my leg numb, iced it needles, whatever you had to do. So uh, we played the Roosters the week after and um, had five needles jabbed into my ankle, uh, ankle brace. I, I couldn't feel my leg. So for 70 minutes, it was numb. I was just running on adrenaline <laughs> just to give one more game uh, to the Raiders, you know, and I went, I cut my hair off, got the flat top back. Yeah, right back to the uh, back to the like after the game, we, we lost the game, but after the game, I managed to say goodbye to the fans on my own two feet. And um, Ricky was the coach then, Ricky Stewart for the Roosters, and he um, he, he told me I didn't owe them anything, but. He understands, so it was, it was good to see. We I still keep in touch with all the old boys, and we got a pretty good relationship due to their '94 grand final. It's, it's funny, it, yeah. till you win a grand final, it's funny how close you become with all those yeah. the guys you play with, even to this day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, heading into that '05 season, the Warriors recruited. It was probably the best recruiting the club's ever done. We recruited um, both you and Stephen Price. Uh, um, although a patchy season results-wise for the team, you had a pretty solid season winning the Warriors Player of the Year. What are your memories of that first year at the Warriors? Um, just getting to just getting to meet the, the young breed coming through. You know, like Samani Vatuvai, Ivan Tumavave, Sam Rapira. All these young kids coming through the grades. I just wanted to pass on some knowledge to what it takes to have a long career in, in the NRL. So I didn't I didn't really uh, make it too flash. I just kept it really basic and just listened to them and what they wanted and um, just try to do my bit for the team. So I didn't want to just try to guide them to what it takes to have a, a long career. 
and um, sacrificing a few things to do that, you know. So getting the balance right when the you know when's a good time to go out and when when's a when's a best time to actually stay home is which is you know because yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure out there. So uh, yeah, I was just trying to teach them that those uh, little things, you know. Yeah, that's great. Like a lot of those young guys would definitely have looked up to you. And, mm, and another yeah. one of those young guys that, that made his debut in that 2005 season was Simon Mannering as well. Yeah. He, he made his debut that year. That and was. also, it, it turned out to be until he returned in 2009, Stacey Jones's last season for the Warriors as well. So he had a bit of a farewell tour there. How, how do you remember Stacey as a teammate for club and country? Well, Stacey and I have been like, we played the Kiwi since 95, you know, we were the young pups coming through and the OGs we had in that team, you know, we had like, it was Quinn and Pongia, Johnny Lomax. Oh, mate, there's some, there's some OGs in there and that's old school ways, you know, you, you do what you're told kind of thing. So yeah. they go for a drink on a Wednesday, you, you got to go, right? <laughs> without, <laughs> without like um, yeah, even thinking about saying no, <laughs> yeah. but, but they their like mentality back in the days was like what you grew up with was train hard, train hard, play hard kind of thing, you know, and yeah. didn't uh, didn't register until you get to an older age or thirty plus that it's not the way it goes. <laughs> You got to get the balance was, right. You got to get the balance right. Was, was diet a big part of it back then, like it is now? What's that, brother? What was diet a big part of the um, the pre, uh, like the pregame stuff, like it is now? Like they're all big on what they eat, what they put into their bodies. Was it big back then in the mid two thousand? It keeps changing because of all the uh, studies that come out. So, yep. like when it was at the, at the Raiders days, it was the Big on carbs, you know, the bolognese and the pasta the night before, carb carbo loading, and then like come back to the Warriors, it's more the clean eating and having your steak and the coconut oil and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah. wow, it's like, oh. but you know, research keeps changing, and I think if you put the good nutrients in your body, you're gonna function right. So yeah. just putting the right like food in your waha, and then making your body adapt and play at the best of your ability, right? So, um, yeah, it's just all about, all about balance, you know. You have a, have a cheat meal. you got to have your cheat meal or you'll go nuts. So after the game, have your pizza or ice cream, but then you're back into the swing of things again. So I didn't I didn't actually – I didn't drink during the year. I was like only mad Monday. <laughs> I have a little bit of a drink. But uh, it was carver, carver for me, mate, always. Just on the carver, is it – medicinal or like what what is it that that um a lot of the island boys when they drink it like what does it what for those that don't know what does it do yeah the effects yeah 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 it's medicinal bro and it's a muscle relaxant so yep. it has an a ingredient in the actual plant that they use in antiflams called coxie c-o-x-i so you look yep. in the antiflams you see that that word in the um in the antiflame so um hydration with the water uh, have the best sleep mean sleep yeah. so if your body's sore yeah. uh, if the carver helps numb the body muscle muscle relaxant and you have the best sleep ever so you can get up and just train the house down the next day to look into that 
Yeah. yeah. That's not to a fish. To a fish, boys. Well, I, have, I have tried it once. The Fijian guy at work um, brought it in yeah. one day. I did try it. And it's, let me just say, it's probably an acquired Quiet taste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says it tastes like shit. It's like dirty socks. I said, man, I don't know what shit tastes like. I had it in Fiji and it didn't taste too bad and, and you could buy like the pack to, to bring home to make yourself and then when I made it myself it just tasted like dirty water like it didn't taste like <laughs> how it tasted when they made it so yeah, yeah. I, there's obviously an art to making it yeah and it, and it's more the camaraderie around the carver bowl that's the, yep. the most uh, important part so every time finish a game we'll get around the carver ball and the music's playing and just talking talking to the guys you yeah. know just talking about not the game but just talking yeah uh, life yeah life in general family how you going yeah. how's the body and then that's and that's why the polynesians do it that's the gathering of of people and just and it's safe yeah 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 Culture. All right, back to the back to the footy. Um, <laughs> Tony, <laughs> Tony Kemp's let go, um, and Ivan Cleary's replaced the, as coach for the 2006 season, um, which turned out to be a masterstroke by the club. Um, however, at the start of the season, the club was embroiled in a salary cap controversy where we were docked four competition points, yeah. which pretty much cost us eight spot because. Um, uh, yeah, those four points, we, we finished ahead of Parramatta in eighth spot in that uh, season. Um, as a first-time first-grade coach, how was Ivan able to galvanise the group and keep the boys motivated despite that setback? Because I remember we started on minus four points that year on the competition yeah. table. Well, you kept, you kept it really kept it really simple, you know. You didn't really um, worry. You didn't really bring up those four points that we lost. You kind of just focused on the, the process every, you know, every week. We, that's all we could do. We can't worry about those four points, that minus four points. We just had to kind of just galvanise as a group and stick to the game plan. But, you know, it's like they're hot and we're hot and cold, you know. Some guys buy into it and some don't. It's like any other team. It's, everyone's got to be on the, on the same page to perform week in, week out. A few that go a bit off-centre puts their whole rhythm out. And that's like any other team, you know. So it was in the uh, origin, the first origin. New South Wales went a bit, and then the Queensland babies yep. came through, you know. So, and yep. then you got, and then the Blues woke up, and then galvanised together, and wow, crazy. So and that's like in any team sport, man. You you all got to be on the same page and going for the same goal, and that's week in week out. It's tough to do that because. There's always the, all the constraints outside the bubble with family, um, like fans wanting social media, gets in there, believing their own hype, everything. Yeah. So we try to, you know, we just try, don't read it, don't watch it, just focus on your own performance. And that's all you can do. There's going to be critics and there's always going to be Critics, good and bad, and you just got to take the good with bad and just get on with it. And and the best thing you can do for the team is just perform, you know, regardless what happens, you know, win or lose, you just got to keep turning up. 
Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. Performance is uh, is the key, and that's what you certainly did in 2007. It was another successful season for the club. Um, mm. So quite a pretty slow start. Um, the team rallied, and they actually, and we were able to finish in fourth spot and secure a home final against Parramatta. So yeah. what, are your, what are your memories of that season and the final? And does Logan Swan not passing still haunt you like it does the rest of us? <laughs> he's, um, <laughs> he's, he's actually my best mate. So he's like one of the, my closest mates. And, and that's the decision he'll have to live with. You know, it's either pass or it's <laughs> So that's... Yeah, I can't comment on that one, eh? If he passes it, it's a try. If he doesn't pass and scores, it's a try, but <laughs> ends up being the other other option. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a it's a hard one, man, because we all get in that in that uh, predicament, right? And it's um yeah. you gotta live with it. You gotta live with your decision on the field and and he has he has lived with it. And um he, he regrets it, but it's it's the way it is. That's footy, man. You can't can't cannot can't dwell on it too long because it'll go you make you go nuts. That's right. <laughs> but, but but the home final must have been awesome. Like the atmosphere must have been fantastic there at, at Mount Smart. Um because there's not too many finals played outside of Australia. So yeah. that must have and, been a big occasion. Yeah, it was awesome. It was like seeing seeing Mount Smart packed like that is just crazy, man. And they're getting right right behind you and just just getting you through those tough moments when that's you know in the arm wrestle. So can't wait till they get back to, to Mount Smart, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've said all year. I've, I've, I felt very lucky this year being based in Sydney and being able to go and watch yeah. the boys play as many like a lot of weeks uh, this year. Yeah. I was able to go and watch them play as a kind of like a home fan, which is something I haven't experienced for a long, long time. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, it'll be great when they can get back home and play in front of their home fans at Mount Smart. Pack that yeah, place yeah. out. Fingers crossed, bro. So as they got they got the uh, contingency plan ready to go. Yeah. So if it goes ahead, then we could could get some games here in uh, New Zealand. But if not, yeah, we we, we, happens, jazz. we had jazz on last week, and jazz yeah. was telling us that it's kind of. They've kind of worked it out in, in uh, like three three monthly blocks, basically at this point in time, where you know yeah. they'll they'll do pre-season, and then if the borders don't open, then they stay and do the first part of the season. If borders aren't open, then they'll continue on. So mm. um, it's good that they've got a plan for next year, rather than the debacle yeah. that they had to go through this year, where they were kind of blindsided and you know decisions were made pretty much on the run at, at yeah. the beginning. Absolutely, bro, and they have to, you know, they have to you know, look at plan A, B, C. Right up to freaking Z. Uh, yeah. Been on what's going on in the in the in the, in the countries, and yep. people are behaving, you know. So sticking to the the rules, because it only takes one to, to ruin it. So and it's yeah, that's right. It's yeah. been crazy. Yeah. It's been a crazy year, man. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Eh? Freaking hell. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, it's it's every hundred years, I reckon. So this is. This is the one. This is ours. This yeah, is, this is yeah. our one to come through. Yeah, <laughs> right yeah. here, right now. Right now. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So get this out of the way and we can move on. Yeah. Um, after that loss to Para in the 07 season, 
we were forced into a sudden death playoff game against the Cowboys up in that blazing heat at North Queensland, yeah. where they they decided to wear their white their away white jerseys, which forced yeah. us to wear our black home jerseys in that game. Yeah. Do you reckon you look back on that? Do you reckon that was a factor? The with the heat and the black jersey. Oh, black jersey and the heat, bro. Yeah. <laughs> They were, they weren't going to do us any favors, you know. So, nah. whew, that was it was a, that was draining that one. That was like freaking the first ten minutes you could feel that, and like if you cough up all that bull, yeah, it's going to be a long, long day at the office. A yeah. long, yeah. Yeah, oh man, I've I've had a vendetta against the Cowboys to this day because yeah, Rob, yeah, mate. <laughs> he said, "Mate, you could have gave us, you know, doing what, doing a favor for us, you know." So, yeah, you know, we we talk about um, what the boys did for the NRL. As they always say, "You remember this one, boys? You remember this?" One? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, it is what it is, man. It's any advantage is the way, you know. That's it. It's one of those things. It brings yeah. us on to, um, unfortunately, that game didn't end too well, so we'll move on from that. But um, in 2008 <laughs> <laughs> was your final season in the NRL. And again, it was another crazy ride of a season. So again, there was a slow start, saw us in a bit of a familiar position of having to win like the majority of our final games to sneak into eighth spot. So the team actually grew beards that year in your honour mm. um, into the, for the run into the finals. So, so how did this come about, and who had the best and the worst beard? The best beard probably go to uh, the trainer, Graham. Uh, sorry, Dane Norton. He had the big Ranger beard, and yeah. probably the worst, Steve Price. Steve Price. <laughs> well, he's never he's never had any fluff on his face. Baby so face. Was, I don't know. Michael Witt was pretty ordinary, ordinary, wasn't it? Who's that? Michael Witt. Oh, yeah, they had the old friggin' Elvis. Yeah, <laughs> one, eh? yeah but um, how that how they came about was, it was actually a difficult one, actually, because they were uh, trying to out me at the club early. So they were, because we weren't doing too well, and they were trying to get me, uh, get, get me to move on. They were trying to get me to move on and retire. So there's probably something people don't know. So um, it was a, it was a pretty it was a pretty tough one. You know, I was on probably 298 games, and it just felt uh, just felt they needed to send me on my way to free up some money or something. I don't know. It was just politics, man. So um, I, I didn't go. So I ended up playing reserve grade. And I, I didn't I didn't really actually care where I played. I just wanted to play footy. And then the boys got a wind of it. And uh yeah. Got caught back into the team and that was that was it after that. We grew the beards and just wanted to finish the year with the boys, you know. Yeah. Yep. That's um in two thousand six you surpassed Steve Kearney as the most games played by a Kiwi in the NRL. And then Round 16, 2008, you played your 300 in that 28-26 win against the Tigers at Leichhardt Oval, becoming the first Kiwi to actually achieve that milestone, playing 300 games. What a proud moment that must have been. And then to do it with um, against the team coached by your old coach at Canberra, Tim Sheen, 
I remember they presented you with a signed jersey at the end of that game. Yeah. And Crazy. I think Brett Hodgson missed a kick from the sideline. Yeah, yeah. So, um, to get the extra time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny uh, how it all worked out for us. Uh, uh, my f- actual first game for the Raiders run on was at Leichhardt Over when I was under 21s yep. with, Gray, uh, with Craig Bellamy. And it was actually my first suspension as well. Yeah. Back in 93. Um, <laughs> yeah. You didn't have many suspensions in your career, did you, bro? No, no, no. It was just a sabbatical <laughs> here and there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of weeks off to you didn't break, you didn't break. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's funny how it, how, how it all worked out that I ended up playing 300 games at Leichhardt Oval and the coach was Tim Sheens there. Yep. So it's just funny how it worked out, and through all yeah. the through all the suspensions, it was just meant to be. So <laughs> yeah. that's how I see it. Things, things are so, yeah. supposed to happen for a reason. I, I never thought I'd play three hundred games, let alone one game in the NRL. So, um, and I, you know, I was still learning to play the game at thirty-five, and I was just still hungry, you know. So. It was a tough. It was a tough year to to go out, but um, I really enjoyed the ride, and I could have gone to England and so forth. But I just had to look at the bigger picture. My body was all good, but um, yeah, it's just how how it all come about. Trying to push you out, push you out, you know. Well, that, well, that is interesting. I, I I've never heard that before. So thanks for sharing that with us. But um, no, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the the Warriors. Yeah, well, yeah. What were they thinking? The Warriors finished in that spot that season, and that finals game against Melbourne is widely regarded amongst all fans, probably even fans of the game, as one of the best games in Warriors history. So it was the first time that eighth spot had beaten first in the history yeah. of the McIntyre final system that they had at yep. the time. Yep. How confident were the boys heading into this match, and what are your memories of the final try? <laughs> well, we, had no, we had nothing to lose, Rob, so we just went out there as... When the boys, you know, the, the Storm boys run out and they come through that um, freaking sign. The banner thing. The yeah, banner yeah, thing. the banner. Well, we were on the other side and I, we all just yelled at the me. You're like, you know, just going off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we just sit there. They just got a bit of shock, actually, when they come through there and it's just seeing us yelling our heads off. So, but that was the... They are, the theme was the you know the three hundred Spartans and so we were going out we were going to go out we're going to go out hard and fast you know so and that last try freaking hell could have kicked his ass Mike Michael Whit just just <laughs> put the ball down brother you know? just put the ball down please <laughs> but you know it's it was, it was so good for the team and to, to get more confidence from beating the top seed team and going to yeah. the next game, you know, and coming home. So that was yeah. even better, bro. So yeah. we rode, you know, just rode, it took it game by game. It was like a farewell for a farewell for a farewell for this guy. But everyone just just dug in, you know, just dug in and just doing all the little things and just never gave up. Yeah, it's set up nothing to lose, you know? Yeah, and that's it. It, it set up an unexpected home game, didn't it, against the Roosters yeah. the following week. Yeah, which was a massive occasion for the club. Mount Smart was rocking. We had that intimidating um, blackout theme atmosphere yep. going. Um, 
we have to ask you about the probably the most brutal kick return ever. Uh, <laughs> has Sia ever recovered from that? <laughs> uh, we always we always catch up, and you know, he's a good close friend of mine, and uh, it's always always in the chats. <laughs> yeah. But uh, a couple of days prior to that, uh, I caught up with his mum. Oh yeah. And she gave me a slap in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Just for hurting her, hurting her son. I said, oh, man. Uh, when, when I did the kickoff, it was like, there were three of them, one of me. So, yeah. And the crowd were going off at the back. And I'm running the board and I was, I'm yelling out, Spartan. <laughs> Spartan. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was yelling before I made contact. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It could be me knocked out, so... I'm just, I was just lucky I turned, turned sideways to make a smaller target. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's yeah, very rare you, do, <laughs> you get to see Suliola on his ass. So, very rare. Yes. I've got a lot of respect for him. He's, he's put a lot of people on his butt, on their butts. So he has. Like, cool. and, an, and another man with, that's played a, a long, long career. I think he's just signed for another year at the Raiders. Yeah, as well, he's too. signed another year and, and he's been great for the club. You know, I. I speak yeah. to I speak to Ricky a lot, and he just speaks high regards about Josh Papali and and Sia the way they've you know, the, the wikis of the the new generation kind of just passing on their knowledge to the boys in the green green jersey, and yeah, yep. I always always keep in contact with those boys and see how they're going, and yeah. so the relationship never dies with the the green machine, so it's right in. Right in our blood, you know, in our veins. Yeah. yeah. That's right, the camaraderie and everything. With yeah, bro. Yeah. Blood, sweat and tears, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, after after the euphoria of that fantastic night there at Mount Smart and um, beating the Roosters, uh, set up a preliminary final match against Manly the next week. Yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't yeah. our night and Manly were just too strong. And even more unfortunately, this turned out to be your final NRL game. Mm. So despite despite the game, you must look back on fondly on that crazy ride that was that 2008 season. Yeah, I, I do, Robin. It's like to play Manly, uh, and, and you know Beaver. Beaver was in the schoolboys back in 1992 and on the wingman. So to yeah. see him there, like having his finale as well, like in the final one. It was just, I said, man, what a ride. I said, what a ride, eh, Beaver? It's been yeah. a freaking ride, bro, since 92. So we're just going to kind of embrace and um, show our respects. And one had to one had to win and one had to lose, right? So fairy tale was, wasn't meant to be for by myself, but I'm um, glad he got the fairy tale. It's funny how you say things happen for you too. Like you're saying that your first game was against the Tigers and then your 300th was against the Tigers. Your first game for the Warriors was actually against Manly, and then your last game for the Warriors, which ended up being your last game of your career, actually was against Manly as well. That's yeah. crazy, man. It's like, yeah. I know. It's, it's funny how weird how things line up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I just look back and, you know, every time I put the jersey on, I just want to do the best for my team and um, give them everything I, I could. You know, I wasn't didn't have a freaking sidestep like Roger, two of us a ship, but... But I'll work hard for the boys, you know, to the one percenters. Like, 
and that's that's what I wanted to be respected for, just all the little stuff. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to touch on something that's maybe a little bit emotional. Um, 2009, we lost um, Warrior 139 Sunny Five, 4th of January. Yeah. Um, which pretty much derailed the club's season. That that whole season was pretty much a write-off. It was very hard for the boys to mm. to go through that season. What What are your memories of this time? Because I remember. Um, a, a lot of the news reports, you were always front and centre. Um, uh, and, and Steve Price as well, like talking to the media uh, about what was going on at the club. Um, and we had a lot of young guys going through that club at the time that, that grew up playing with Sonny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, like, as I said, I don't, I don't mean to put you on the spot, bro, but it's just one of those, those things that the club went through. And, you know, we're going into, what, uh, 11 years since he passed. Yeah. And every year, 4th of January, the, the true diehard Warriors fans still remember yeah. um, Sonny. Yeah. The, you know, yeah, we always, man that he was. We always um, spent a bit of time with Sonny on the 4th of Jan. Uh, the time when it happened, I was actually in Christchurch and I was actually, um, I got married on the 5th. Uh, it was my anniversary on the 5th of January. So it's hard not to forget Sonny's um, death is passing away. Yep. So it was it was tough news when I got the news. You know, money money rung me, and I was it was like freaking. I was in Christchurch, I had to pull over. I was I was in shock, and then we just got on the plane and came back straight to to Auckland and straight down to Bethel's just just to help out and see if we could uh, find him. Um, you know, but what he did. Is the probably the bravest thing anyone could do to save Absolutely. his uh, yeah. his brother and his cousin, and yep. he just missed the two hour session, you know, on the sand dune. So his muscles would have been freaking fried, yeah. and getting caught in that rip wouldn't have helped. In the it's not a good not a good swimmer, but the muscle the muscle mass of Sunny Fai, he yeah just for his for his body he just got his got his family. To safety, and he just he just sent him more energy. So I was I was hoping I was hoping he would get through get through the rip to calm down and swim back with a big ass cheesy smile. But it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be, you know. So I always always think he's just kind of he's on an island somewhere, smiling away with his little yeah. family. <laughs> he just sat enough of the of the pressure and just kind of took off. But you know, it's. That's 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 my thought. Where Sunny is a big smile on a freaking island drinking a coconut. Yeah, yeah. It had it had it had a profound in, impact on, on all of us. And and when I was in Auckland um, back in 2018, I actually went out to Bethel's Beach, and um, yeah, just had a moment there just to you know pay my respects and everything. And it was just it was just like a heavy feeling there. So. You know, it was felt by all fans of the game as well. It was just such an emotional, such an emotional moment. Yeah, bro. And I still keep in contact with the family, uh, his sisters, his um, brother. So I just, you know, um, every time, this time I just give them a, a text, see how they're going. Yeah. It's because, you know, he, always, he was here with my roommate for a while um, and that, the year before, prior and... Uh, <clears throat> He was a good kid, you know. He was, he was teaching me Samoan, and I was teaching him about uh, prolonged career and NRL, what not to do, 
what to do. So we had a good little bond, uh, Sonny and I, and uh, that's what, yeah, you know, we found it hard. And I think when someone passes away uh, way before their time, it's real tough, you know? So yep. losing Sonny then and and also one of my mentors uh, just recently, Quinton, is real, yep. real, real, real tough, you know, and... Um, and well, all they would want for us is just to live on, you know, and and they're always on our thoughts and always have moments and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we really appreciate you sharing that with us and obviously you've yeah. been tough. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I'll just take it back to the, the footy for, for a moment. And you actually came out of retirement for the 2017 Auckland Nines. So <laughs> How, how did you find that after being out of the game for so long? You know what, bro? I really enjoyed it, eh? I wish they would have left me on longer. I would have scored a try. But um, <laughs> you know, I've always, you know, it's I know what I know what to do. And there was a lot of tests I had to do to register for the nines because you're over 40. So you had to do an ECG. You had to, yeah. freaking, you had to do a Bronco. You had to freaking sprint tests, everything. So I managed to tick all those boxes and, um, you know, I'm a stickler for being a professional and, like, come, come the games and then I was... Isaiah Papali'i was my um, roommate. <clears throat> and I had my carver there, so I was drinking carver, so sweet. I was nice and relaxed. So I was going into the game nice and, <laughs> nice and relaxed <laughs> and after the game and, and everything. But it, was, it wasn't too bad, bro. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Pace wasn't too bad, but uh, I'm trying to put a shot on Mudden to power, you know, and I thought I hit him, yeah. but I ended up at his ankles. I was like, oh, <laughs> I felt like I hit him. <laughs> but then, <laughs> I'm just holding on to his bootlace. <laughs> but, you know, just being out of the game with all the weights they do and stuff, I was like, far out. And it's funny, yeah. like, um, one of the Sims boys watched me, watched me growing up, right, and he hit the yep. And they ended up playing against me. It's like freaking out. It's like, fuck. And I'm like, there are all these puppies, all these babies that I'm playing with. And I'm like, Fuck. there would have been a lot of them there that would yeah. have watched you growing up. And then, oh, bro, it's out, of it. it was out of it as, you know, after the games, oh man, what you were growing up, blah, blah, blah. So, oh, sweet. I was just trying to take your head off. <laughs> it, it, it would have been a thrill for a lot of those Warriors players, too. Like you mentioned, Isaiah Papali and that. Like, yeah. You know, back in New Zealand, you, you would have been the idol that a lot of guys you know, um, grew up watching. So that, so for those guys to be able to take the field with you, that would have been something that they wouldn't have expected would ever happen in their well, career. And, and Sean, like, Sean pulled out at the last minute too, so he was looking forward to running around. I was, yeah. like, I was looking forward to scoring tries off you, Shawnee, but... Yeah. yeah. You know? But yeah. it, was, man, it, was, it was a thrill, you know, and uh, my body was, well, it was all good. It wasn't, you know, it's only freaking nine minutes, but... I said, man, stop pulling yeah. me on. Man. Leave me on. <laughs> Leave me on. We play the Raiders too. It's odd. Can we talk about your Kiwis career, bro? Kiwi, um, Kiwis career? Yeah. 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 You, you made your debut in 94 in a test match against Papua New Guinea, in Papua New Guinea. Um, they always talk about how league mad they are up there. What was it like playing in front of those crazy... Yeah. New the Kumuls are very hostile, eh? Very hostile. Players. Yeah. They love the league. 
Uh, and, you know, the, it, we were just coming off a grand final with the Raiders, and there's a lot of Canberra Raider fans there because of Mel Meninga. So when they yep. saw, like, Quinton, Johnny Lomax, and myself, oh, my gosh, I went nuts. David Bruce Lee. Yeah. David Bruce Lee, yeah, Bruce Mamando. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. like, the, the GODs over there in the former land. But um, we were actually, we weren't allowed to leave the ho hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we had Safety reasons? Because of how crazy yeah, they yeah, are? Like yeah, the so in the, in the Highlands, you could hear the guns going off, which is the rascal. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was pretty, pretty, pretty hostile place. And when we went to the games, security all the time. I remember one of the games against the Vipers, there was uh, tear gas thrown on the field. Uh, the crowd was getting a bit rowdy, you know, so <laughs> they threw tea gas to calm them down. I was like, mate, we're on the field here. So we had to go back into the changing room and just, oh, it was nuts. And then um, then they uh, escorted us back to the vans and they had the, the, the German Shepherd dogs, the coppers, like letting them loose on the on the fans, you know, biting them and stuff. Wow. They had the big bamboo sticks and everything. Wow. It was a different world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they probably, they probably didn't feel it because they're on the beetle nut, the, that numb. Uh, yeah. yeah. They got like real tough, freaking tough skin, man. Yeah, yeah. And the grounds, the grounds were nuts. They're like rocks coming out of the, on, out of the grounds. Freaking hell, we had Vaseline. Oh, on our knees, elbows. Um, yeah, man. Freaking bandages, everything. And these guys were just socks down, no grazers. I was like, oh, blimey. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy, bro. It was crazy, but uh, yeah, learned a lot over there in, in Papua New Guinea because they had a, a lot of the old boys there: Tom and Ekal, Sean Hoppy, Jared McCracken, Quinton, yeah. and um, yeah, oh, never forget Kumlin. <laughs> never went back. Never went back. Never went back. <laughs> nah. Although you asked, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did end up playing another 54 tests for your for your nation after that one, which at the time of your retirement in um, 2006 was the most internationals by any player, which was only surpassed by Darren Lockyer in 2009 and Cam Smith in 2017. So yeah. what do you attribute your longevity in the game to? Suspensions. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Oh, a few couple of weeks off here and there, bro. It just gets the balance right, so you can recover. Yeah. Feel like a young kid again. Just get your rest. Yeah. What was it? Was it like almost rest? Yeah. Was it forty-four weeks all up or something like that? The, uh, the the no, that was Quinn and Pongy's mate. Mine's only like oh. twenty weeks <laughs> But like combined, I think we we're about a hundred. <laughs> but Johnny, don't forget Johnny Lomax too. But um, yeah, no, I think um, just just looking after myself, Rob, and those. I'm, I'm serious. Those suspensions come in handy just to refresh the body and um, get you know get hungry again. So I want to get back on the field, you know. But it's just weird because there's some big ones. There's a five weeker, two weeks, three weeks, and it's always around test time. Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. It's a um, it's a conspiracy theory against the Kiwis, bro. They uh, they used to do it to Bully as well. Whenever Bully had 
be ready yeah. for a, a test yeah. for New Zealand. He'd, he'd yep. drop a suspension at South. Yeah, that's a conspiracy theory. I tried to fight at the uh, judiciary, a couple of them. And I think it was against Paul Serenin. And um, yeah, I took, I think I leaped and hit him in the head. Um, and he came in and said, oh, I can't remember the game. I said, mate, oh, it's six foot three, bro. It's like freaking out. Yeah. Well, my, I did jump. I did jump up. That's a hell of a jump to hit zero in oh, the head. Right. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I had just had the good balance man, Rob, with the a few spes- you know, suspensions here and there, <laughs> just to break it up and um, just looked after myself. Yeah, honesty from the Carver King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. Though, you... like, it's a funny because you know when we're in Canberra, uh, the wife will always come home to New Zealand, and it's usually around that time I get suspended because I'm home alone. <laughs> <laughs> Can you um, what what one of the best things about playing for the Kiwis is being able to f- perform the haka before a test match? Can you explain to those of or those watching that have never done a haka, especially in that environment, what it actually what what it does for you guys prior to the game? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that it's that calling. You know, it's time to it's time to go to war. Are you ready to come with me? Because I'm you know I'm not going to take it back with backward step so when you're leading that to say boys you either come in with me or I'm going on my own so and it's challenging our boys yep. to take up the challenge against the opposition you know and every time we did it but it was just took a lot of emotion out physically and mentally so we had to get in the huddle just to take a couple of breaths just to bring ourselves back down to reality and then focus on yep. the job sometimes we Forget to do the the breeding and start off like crap. So yeah, yeah, we just got to had to get the get us nice and calm before we started the actual actual game. I noticed um, the someone shared something on Facebook the other day, and it was a uh, uh, the uh, New Zealand Maori that played at the beginning of this year um, practicing their haka. Is there a lot that goes into it in camp? Like, do you guys? Have like haka practices on a daily basis, or just yep. to get that, that that rhythm right, and then that coordination, that syncing, so that it looks perfect on the night. Yeah, on the on the on the night of the game or whatever it is, bro. It's, all it comes down is to how much passion and how much this actually means to you. You you could be doing yep. the action wrong. It doesn't matter. It's yep. what you actually about to embrace and what you're about to give. Give out. It doesn't matter if you can't do the actions. Yep. Some some of the guys are born in Australia. They still struggle with the actions. Yeah. But we don't, don't care, man. As, as long as you give us hundred percent in the huck and then give us hundred percent in the game. Yep. That's all that matters, you know. Um, as Rob said, you played fifty-five tests for the Kiwis. Eighteen of them as our captain. Do you have like a standout moment for yourself in the black jersey? Uh, there's, there's a couple, man. It's probably my first, my first test, my first test with the Kiwis, like '94, and the 2005 Tri Nations and uh, Leeds, when we played the Aussies and we beat them 24-0. Yep. So, the funny story: we weren't even booked that week to be in a hotel. 
because they thought we weren't going to make it. So that was <laughs> used as a little bit of fuel. Um, and we, wa we wanted to do something special and uh, we just, yeah, the whole whole campaign was was growing into like doing some something special, you know, we broke, broke some records in, in Sydney against the Aussies. Uh, then we did this one in, in England and we had the palms behind us and to do a 24 nil against a pretty star started side was, you know, it was a bonus. So I got pretty emotional after that game because I was thinking of all the uh, freaking 700 Kiwis prior to us, you know, from the yep. number one Albert basketball to the current uh, current crop. Yep. So we're playing a lot of a lot of motions and we're in like foreign territory and we just I just wanted to do something special. And um, we actually got a reunion in a couple of weeks with that group. Uh, oh cool. Yeah so we always catch up. Yeah 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 so we always catch up you know Mad Butcher God love him always organizes yeah. these shindigs and and it's it's special you know so yeah. we just just had our annual Kiwi reunion just last weekend with all the OGs from um, Day Dot, which are still alive, you know. So yeah. uh, Ray Crunch is like 90 plus. He's still kicking and he's, he's one of the originals, you know. So just to hear their stories and because some of them won't be here the following year, you know, due to... No, that's right. Yeah. We've got to take that opportunity to spend as much time with this, these legends that, you know, path the way for us, you know? Yep, absolutely. Because yeah, we're only caretakers of yeah. the jersey, right? So we've done our part and now it's time to pass it on. And I'm glad uh, New Zealand Rugby League has brought the woman into the reunion. So we have uh, all our women yep. have played for the Kiwi Ferns in there as well. Just trying to get my sister down there to wrap back. <laughs> she played with the Ferns <laughs> back in the days. She was a menace. Menace to all the Aussies. I, um, I noticed this year too, the NRL actually honoured the retiring women in yeah. the NRL as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, like Lorena cool. Papali'i was, yeah. yeah. And I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was pretty, pretty special. What, just on that, what's your thoughts on the women's game? Do you much, do you watch much? Oh man, I reckon they're, I reckon they're awesome. They're very, very skillful. Their timing, the way they pass the ball. This, some of their skill is way better than some of the men. Yeah. Yeah. Because they just, just so po poetic with all their movements and, you know, playing netball and, and basketball, all the sports, you know, they've, you know, their sixth sense they always talk about. Yeah. yeah. So it's, but, it's a great game to watch. And man, some of those hits are, wow. You know, I, I used, my, my, had, um, my sister used to play for the yeah, back in the days, in the 90s, and her nickname was Hitman. <laughs> she had the flat top. She uh, made bang, bro. She bang. <laughs> they always ask me who was the hardest hitter that I've ever come across, and it was I always said it was my sister in the backyard. You put a shot on, wow. Yeah, mate. She used to <laughs> fold me all the time. <laughs> but oh, good times. Sorry, bro. It is, it is a good game. It is a good game to watch. We had um, we had Brad Donald on, who's obviously current Gillaroo's coach, but coached the women's Warriors side. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we had a couple of girls. We had Georgia Hale come on and yep. Maddie Bartlett, Hilda Peters, Karina Brown. And, and that was one of the things that we spoke to them about was the fact that, and no offence to the women's game, but it's it's more of a natural game to watch. It's not 
um, overly like there's no over over wrestle in the tackles or anything yeah. like that. Their hits are pretty solid. Yeah, um, running and the skill level is yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's, did you see the girls do their haka uh, for the last? Oh game, yeah. The yeah. Girls? Freaking awesome, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm, I went for that. We, um, yeah, man. I watched the. Um, Honey hit him is uh, hucker. There was a hucker they done it in the change rooms. Interchange rooms her. last weekend, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was her last game, I think. She's been yep. retired for retirement for retirement, that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she was very emotional when they did that hucker for it too, bro. Yeah, it is. Yeah. When it's when it's time, it's, it's really, it is emotional because you've bled so many times in the jersey and it's it come to an end, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, you, you were talking about like honoring past legends and everything. Well, in, in 2009, yourself and Stacey Jones were honored and inducted into the NRL Hall of Fame. So, this must have been a tremendous honor and even more special to be there with Stacey. Oh, yeah, bro. It was like, man, there was a massive list. And I said, man, who are these like freaking players in there? I'm, you know, glad Mark Graham got in there because he's, he's, the, he's yeah. the man. And um, then we saw our names in there. So, oh, geez, what's the chance of Stacey? <laughs> Pretty slim. <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, Stacey and I are like, you know, we take it as a cult, but like we're pretty, pretty honoured, you know, to be in that calibre of uh, players, you know. So when we went over there and I saw my ex-teammates there, you know, it was like, oh, this is, I'm like, in the Hall of Fame with like Mel Meninga, Laurie Daly, Brady yep. Clyde, all these, all these guys I grew up with playing yep. and, and the other legends, you know, freaking hell, I was like, yeah, to pinch yourself, right? So, yeah, just, just, does, you know, does the jacket, does the jacket still fit? What's that, bro? Does the jacket, does the jacket still fit you? Because I know, I remember on the night you thought it was a bit <laughs> tight, you thought they'd given you Stacey's jacket. Yeah, I thought it was Stacey's jacket. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, the jackets here, yeah, the jacket fits, bro. And yeah, they only come. It doesn't even come out. It just stays in, in the suit jacket with the the ring is like nuts. I, I worked out. I worked out why it didn't fit you that well because you're doing push-ups on the red carpet before you went in there, bro. And you had that pump. You had that I thought so. Yeah, I remember that. I remember doing those burpees, eh, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just overwhelming to. Be in the presence of greatness and like for you know for a scorpion and a freaking point ship pirate yeah. Yeah. to get acknowledged at the highest honor like that is because yeah. we weren't supposed to speak i thought it was just a q a so my speech oh my speech was just off the cuff all right ah, so I just, okay just made it up you gotta speak <laughs> you on the spot there yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. man, I, see, the, I thought it was a Q and A. Because like, uh, <laughs> like oh, Ray no. Warren, oh Ray Warren came out. And he had like freaking uh, four sheets. Yeah, for a speech. He had like four pieces of paper. Where nothing gets up. Absolute stitch up. Stitch up, bro. Hey, the freaking Aussie's doing again, brother. Rob. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, it was. Thanks for getting one over us, mate. <laughs> Mate, um, post footy, you're involved with the Warriors for in post retirement as a strength and conditioning coach and running water on game days. Are you still invo- involved with the team and uh, employed at the club in any capacity? 
No, my, my contract just ran out with the Warriors, bro. So I'm just looking for employment at the moment. Because um, uh, there's, there's a lot of changes at the Warriors at the moment with, due to the COVID stuff yeah. and being based in Australia a lot. So they're just kind of just uh, focusing on what, what is actually needed at the club. So I'm looking at other avenues yep. at the moment, man. So uh, i got a meeting with New Zealand Rugby League next week. So oh, nice. just trying to get the old boy involved there and trying to focus on the gym with my wife here. I've gone yep. back to school as well. So just got kind of bored. So I went back to school. <laughs> just, just doing the diploma in sports and rec. Oh, nice. Yeah. We do help with the gym. Yeah, well, I've, I've got papers with S&C and stuff, but um, you just got to keep learning. So um, I don't think my daughter likes it because I'm in the same class as her. <laughs> well, it's, it's no secret you have a involved in fitness. And um, so in 2018, you competed in a bodybuilding tournament. Oh, yeah, bro. With second place, the novice physique category. So tell us a bit about that. So uh, that was a, like a bucket list robbers. I said, oh, yep, when I hit 45, I'll do a freaking bodybuilding comp. And I freaking, oh, shit, I'm 45. <laughs> so, so I just caught on a couple of mates to help me out with the nutrition and the uh, the weights. And I only did six months prep. You usually do like 12. So I was at 10% already body fat, and they got me down to 3.4, which is pretty Shredded. like sick, sickling. I look like yeah. anorexic, freaking death warmed up, you know. But um, that's what they do. So it was, it was, it was tough. But I managed to tick the box and uh, got some feedback after it. If I did another six months, I would have had bigger traps. I was just real, real lean. It was like the leanest one up there, you know. So these guys had freaking traps, shoulders, chest. You know, so I just went on, on raw, natural, boopy body. Yep. <laughs> but it was, but it was I guarantee, they would have been up on stage going, fucking hell, it's Ruben Wiki. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They go, <laughs> and then, you know, this guy, we're, all, we're all having to pose down, freaking, yeah, long pose down for ages, and they couldn't, like, separate us, and these guys are fainting, and I'm like, hey, I'm just getting started, boys, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was it was it was different, different to what I'm used to, like team environment. But um, yeah, I wouldn't see it as a career. <laughs> you can say that you've done it. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, tick off. Yeah, tick that off. Take the marathon. Yeah. Take the marathon. Yeah, tick all yeah. that stuff. So your um, um and your your latest endeavor is the gym, WikiWorks. Where's that located? Tell everyone a little bit about that. So WikiWorks Fitness Bro is located in the heart of Otara. So where it's where I grew up, it's where I used to venture when I was a kid. I used to go past this building all the time. It used to be a sewing building, a boxing gym, CrossFit gym. And it's it's on my way to the pool. So so we go through, cut through the creek, past this building, to the pools. Um but it's yeah, the the previous owners were CrossFitters and they Oh okay. And they offered the gym to us because they were they did five years and they wanted to do something else. So they kind of fell in our lap. You know, we took a gamble and my wife's really she's a business orientated. She's she's you know, she's the always thinking of 
ways to improve this gym and um, concepts that we can bring bring to Otara. So we've just finished the active youth program for kids, which was a 12-week yep. program for our kids in Otara. Uh, we've got the adult programs. So we're looking to extend our, our concepts here at the gym. And we've got a good niche of uh, members, about 130. And all this, and some of them are like people I went to school with, you know. So it's like rekindling. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny, as man. Just yeah. kicked off where we started from, you know. Just like we left off our uh, crack up as, and, and our gym caters for our average age is around forty. Oh, yeah. gym. So we're OG gym. So husband, wives, um, all shapes and sizes, but. Um, Real community, all about community. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All that was probably that was probably one of the best things um, I found when I met you was how uh, you know I mean you obviously had this wonderful career in rugby league and you know great footballer and what have you, but just how down to earth you are and how very approachable you are. Um, you know, a, I could say like a man of the people, so to speak. You know, you mm. you don't let any of that success that you've had kind of go to your head you're still really really down to earth and um I, connecting with your old friend from school that that's you know something that's uh yeah really really great and those the people that go to the gym would probably be appreciative of the the person that you are yeah it's pretty intimidating at first bro because when they find out it's river wiki's gym because they think i'm still yeah. in that that mode of you know yeah but when they come in, it's, it's totally the opposite. You know, it's yeah. it's all about the people. You know, it's like that's that's going on the field is just all for show, and across the line, it's you know game time. You know, but off the field, it's um, sticking to the values that I was brought up with. You know, from my mum. So yeah. you know, yeah. I didn't have that. So mum's the word, and if I get out of line, that head will get a a slap. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how old I am. And, you know, my, my mum's is, you know, inspiring at the moment. She's done freaking half marathons and she's like 66. So she's my inspiration. Wow. And, well, I've got a lot of inspirational ladies in my life, bro. There's like, yep. and, you know, my wife, um, my daughter, my mum. So, yeah, I didn't. I have a father figure growing up, so I just all credit to the woman that uh, had raised me, and and that's why I am why I am. So I, yeah. I, I don't mind. It's it's fine. It, that was my job to play footy, and I loved it. Yep. That doesn't mean you have to change. You know, no. yeah. why, should, why should you? Just because you're at the top of your game and stuff. You yeah, time. You got to make time. Yep. Yeah, we'll, um, well, we'll change the pace a little bit. We'll ask you uh, some quick fire questions that we ask all of the guests that we get on here. So, firstly, who was your toughest teammate? Toughest teammate, Quinn Pongia. Took my head off every time. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to swing. Or oh, I learned how to duck too, just quietly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. <laughs> who, who was the best ledger? Best ledger? Ricky Stewart. I can believe yeah. that. I can definitely believe yeah. that. <laughs> he'll, he'll like, he'll, if you give a bad pass to Ricky, he'll tell you before he even catches the ball, mate. Well, he's always <laughs> speaking as well, isn't he? 
Oh, <laughs> mate, he hasn't changed, but I love the dude. All right. Who, who was the biggest pest? Pest? Pest, yeah. Ah, freaking hell. Who did I like? I don't know, man. That was a hard one. No one got on your nerves. No one, no practical jokers. In the oh, thing. yeah. Someone got on my nerve. It just, I don't know what it was. Joel Clinton. Joel Clinton. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. He just got on my nerves with that. I don't know the way he runs and think, struts around. I don't know. I said, that's Joel Clinton, I got about. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't really have much to do with him, but he's just looked real up himself. I don't know. But um, I got three weeks suspension for that. <laughs> yeah. um, we don't like him either, bro. Yeah, no, we're not big fans. Yeah, I don't know. He's just yeah. a weird customer. Okay. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. So who was who was the worst or the laziest trainer? Worst or laziest trainer? Hmm. I don't know. Oh, laziest. Well, Odell Manuel didn't like training. He likes it now, though. And now he's a freaking strong man. I was just going to say, yeah. he's a massive you know, Yeah, Yeah, Kenny, Kenny Nagus didn't like uh, training, but he's a freak on the field. Oh, he's on, he's on there. Oh, right. The most elusive player I think I've ever seen. The best oh, in but the I hated, hated preseason. Hated preseason. Yeah, right. Okay. Didn't he come back and play in... Didn't he play in the Nines one year as yeah. well? Was it yeah. the same year you played? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but, but yeah, yeah, Toots came back as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so um, yeah, probably those couples kind of stand out for me. Who was it? Oh, go on. Sorry. Uh, Saliva Havili at the Warriors. Okay, not the greatest player. He doesn't like trading. Yeah, okay. Who who was your toughest opponent? Toughest opponent, probably. Oh man. Been on the positions, right? Yeah. Still played every position. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. well, probably the tough position when I was playing the centers was Steve Renoff and Paul McGregor. Mm. Um, yep. Back row, always good battles with Gordon Tallis. Uh, front row was like Petro and Shane Webke. Yeah. Yeah. So it keeps changing, you know, but um, yeah. Uh, I couldn't have single one out because I've been in so many players positions. in that list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they, you know, keep uh, I'm just going to scroll through the live messages. Um, yeah. Who was your hero growing up? Who was my hero? Uh, my mum. Oh, nice. Great answer. Um, yeah. so, well, biggest influence on your career? Probably the same, same person. Solo, you know, solo mum and. Three kids in Ōtara, two jobs, yep. did it tough. And then with my with my when I met my wife, she became my hero as well. Nice. Um, what's your cheat meal? You were talking about cheat meals earlier in the. Oh, uh, what, no, no. what was your go-to cheat meal? It was ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah, yeah, choc mint. Choc mint. Okay. Wow. Chocolate ice cream, bro. Um, yep. Before you decided to retire, did you get many offers from other NRL teams in that 2008 uh, season? Uh, the UK, I did. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of teams in the UK. Yeah, even like two years post. <laughs> two years post-retirement. Yeah, okay. 
Okay. I don't know if I should ask this question. I don't know if I should ask this, but I'm going to. Did you ever patch things up with Sione Fialmoina since the confrontation in the locker room? I don't know what they're talking about. In the locker room? Is this when the Warriors? Yeah, or I don't know. Someone, that's a question that someone's posted here. Um, oh. I, I couldn't. Yeah. I okay. couldn't answer. Ever considered which, being uh, a coach? Have you uh, ever considered all, being all, a pretty coach? Uh, we're all coaches, man, in different pathways, strength and conditioning, uh, coach, doesn't matter if you're a coach, coach, but you're always coaching every day, you know, so, but no. <laughs> <laughs> can you, can you name the best coach you played under? Tim Sheens. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, sorry, and Frank Indicott. Happy Frank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Someone's written, uh, Ruben and Hammer have fantastic looking beards. Rob, what's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just got rid of my baby face. November. That's right. Uh, someone's written, um, in regards to the origin, do you think um, that the Kiwis, Tonga and Samoa should play a tri-series when the origin's on? Uh, yep. Yep, there will be a Good Polynesian origin, yeah. When those guys are playing, I reckon the way they've done it at the end of the season for Origin is perfect because then they get picked for the Australian side. That's how it should be, in that order. You don't, you don't think you don't think it's going to interfere with international footy more so for Australia because the Kiwis, Tonga, Samoa can all go off in November and play their Test matches, but the Aussies are going to be playing Origin. You don't. Do you think they might miss the boat if they keep it at the end of the year? Well, with the Origin, or you yeah. talk about the well, that's that's you, you pick your best players for Origin after the season, right? Yep. Not halfway through. You would think so. And then yeah. you pick your Australian team after that. So that's that's yeah. what should should go in. So, well, that's that's my thoughts anyway. But um, seeing a New Zealand Samoa Tonga type Origin would be pretty cool for the for the people. Yeah. Yeah, even take Fiji into that because Fiji have come a long way in the yeah. last. Yeah, even like you know, you know, I think the Kumuls too, you know. So yeah, yeah, throwing that, throwing that up, and then just keeping the game alive while those they're doing their origin, we're doing our own Polynesian one. Don't forget um, the Maldives do too. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look yeah. at the New Zealand Maldives, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maldives play the uh, the indigenous over here. That that's that's always a good good game. So um, that's, and that's another one that's been thrown in the mix too, the indigenous. Yeah. Big yeah. ass Polynesian uh, festival. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just looking through. Um, people just saying, uh, really loved you as a player. Thank you for great memories with all your games. Oh, thank you. Uh, as, a target, as a Tiger supporter, I want to say thank you for what you have achieved on the field, a true warrior. <laughs> Uh, Shane Bonham said, "Maybe you can get Ruin Hammer to the function for the uh, for the Kiwis next year. We can get uh, oh, yeah. with some other legends." <laughs> yeah, bro. That's if they, but it, that's only if they open the borders, bro. Oh no, um, it should be okay. If you got Kiwi blood, yeah. you're fine. Oh, yeah, I do, bro. Yeah. Right, Rob, you got a Kiwi missus or something? <laughs> nah. nah <laughs> but, I got nothing. Sorry. Oh, so you <laughs> yeah. Come come over two weeks early, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, no, I still got me. I still got my Kiwi passport, bro. I can travel back home. That's, that's the, the one, uh, 
straight straight yeah, in. The isolation. Yeah, bro. Um, yeah, just a lot of thanks, mate. And I just want to say, you know, um, I know it's late over there. It's probably, what is it, nearly 10 o'clock at night now? Yep. I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, we, we just want to say thank you so much for coming on, chatting with us. Um, it's It's been something that, you know, I've wanted to do for a long, long time. Um, as I said uh, last yeah, week bro. when I messaged yeah. you, Good stuff we, haven't, you. we haven't caught up since. Nah. Yeah, the last time we spoke was before the, the seven, uh, 2017 nines, which makes us both pretty shit on um, on uh, keeping in contact. That's right, bro. <laughs> so that'll change. We'll keep in contact, bro. We'll um, we'd love to have you on again next year once the season gets underway and get your thoughts on um, you know how the Warriors are going. And, yeah, we're good, brother. And stuff, and yeah, catch up on on how the gym's going. Um, best. Give my best to your family. Wonderful you, that you've got back there. Yeah, all good, mate. All good, mate. Good to see you, bro. Nice to, nice to meet you, Rob. You too, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure. I just want to say thanks again for having you um, as a Warriors legend on our show. And not that it means anything, but both Hammer and myself have been compiling our greatest Warriors 17, and we both <laughs> selected you at prop alongside Pricey. So, yeah. Yes. Doesn't matter where I am, I've got to start. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we okay. just have to make sure you're not suspended for that one, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, tell you, bro, you put that 17 together now, bro. I reckon uh, I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, so, boys. All right, Thank you, Thanks, bro. Family, boys. Thank you. See ya. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Mate, what a champion. What a fantastic chat. And some again, yeah. some great insight in there, wasn't there? Um, yeah, it's it's just it's just amazing how how humble of a man he is. Like with with everything that he's achieved, like you know, he's a Hall of Famer, um, an NRL Hall of Famer, and with everything he's achieved, how humble and down to earth a man is. It's just um, so refreshing. Yeah, absolutely. You got a great sentence out there and, and talking through his career and everything that he had achieved in his career as well, captaining his country and yep. the highest pinnacle of sport. So, yeah, what a great yeah. guy. And we're yeah, really looking forward to having another chat with him next year, hopefully, as well. Yeah, I'm just messaging him, mate, thanking him in Messenger while we're talking. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that was, that was one that, you know, I've really been looking forward to. As I said, you know, I've I've known Rubes for a couple of years now um, and always caught up with him at Warriors games when he was over here uh, and pretty much just met him. Um, I'll, I'll tell you where I met him. I met him, I was at a Warriors versus Cronulla game back in, it might have been 2013 or he was running the water for the Warriors. The Warriors were warming up and um, they were right near the fence and I just happened to say, hey, Rubes, can I get a photo? And I got a photo with him while he was like over the fence and then pretty much... Every game he saw me after that, he kind of remembered who I was and we got talking and yeah. And then went to Canberra one year to watch the Warriors play and invited me um, invited me back to have some carver with him and uh, I say a Soliola, but I, I, I couldn't do it. I, I had family down there with me. And um, yeah, it was probably one of the things I regret not doing because I might've had a good batch of carver that night. But, uh, yeah, you could have had the real deal, the authentic stuff. Yeah, mate. But yeah, just a, a wonderful, wonderful man. So down to earth, um, so giving of his time, and yeah, really, really appreciated it. Yeah. Well, I, I'm guessing you might want to talk about Origin. I'm not so keen, but uh, let's do it. I was mean, there a game on? 
Was there a game on? Uh, what happened? I don't know. See, I, I can't remember. I can't even remember. I've sort of already deleted that from the memory bank. But yeah, congratulations to your Blues. Uh, way too strong for the Queenslanders last night. Um, never recovered from losing Cam uh, Munster in the first couple of minutes. But, um, and I think that was the main difference. Yeah. Uh, I, I really think that was a, a difference um, because New South, uh, Queensland got out of the gate early with that try to uh, um, And that was a key. Yeah. When you looked at it from they scored that try, uh, fantastic acrobats from the man to get the do the jump, get the ball down and that. But that, that exposed um, that uh, our left side of the field, uh, yeah. which was what I think that was uh, Tupo and, and Whiten were on that side of the field, which was a yeah. problem that we had in the first origin, Whiten and his defensive reads playing in the centre. Yeah. But then you lost Munster, and I think that was a big loss uh, with Ben yeah. Hunt coming on. I, I, still, I still struggle to see how Ben Hunt was even selected in that squad. Yeah. Um, he hasn't had the first grade footballers, but, you know, um, yeah, I just don't think, yeah, it's, they just they just had nothing. They, they had no direction. Cherry uh, Evans even looked a little bit lost. Yeah, it's just, we were just, we were just out of sorts big time. Like the, the loss of yeah. month uh, sort of ruffled, ruffled the feathers a bit too much and, and a couple of guys had terrible games. Like Philip, Philip Sammy got badly exposed, as we said before. Right. It took forever to clean up some of those kicks. He, um, you know, Addo Philip Clark, Sammy, the, the John O'Reilly of Queensland origin, mate. Yeah. He was shocking. <laughs> it's, it's sort of uh, looking like that, isn't it? It wasn't, wasn't the greatest game, as we said. He's probably, probably going to be replaced next week with either um, Corey Allen or Heimel Hunt, possibly, going into the decider. But um, all, all in all, like, Queensland were just never really in it after, I think, when it got to 18-4 at halftime, I was like, 12-4 I could have lived with. But when it got to 18-4 and we were just looking directionless and, yeah, tough night at the office, is all I can say, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did think... Uh, like Josh Papali was probably one of your best. Yeah, um, I thought Dynamis Louis had a great uh, Origin debut. I, I really liked him in that Origin mix. Lindsay Collins, uh, was I, good. yeah, had a bit of yeah. A, I just yeah. I just thought for New South Wales, um, Cody Walker was outstanding. Oh, Nathan was. Cleary had a great game. Uh, really controlled it well, and they they really targeted um, Coates in that second half. Uh, sorry, in that first half after he'd scored where they um, they kept kicking to his wing and I think Trebojevic cut him in half and injured his ribs and yeah. and they didn't let up. They just kept kicking kicking to him. He, he had a hell of a night out there. He did. He uh, Capel was good for Queensland again. Hmm. Yeah, I, I just just when you said mentioned Cleary before, like he, he really sort of responded to that criticism that he received from, from Joey Johns and the like and he had probably his best game in a Blues jersey, I would say. So he was deserving the yeah. match in, in, in my books, yeah. Yeah, so it, it goes goes up to Suncorp for game three next week. Are you going to go? Will you go to that? Um, I, I, won't be, I won't be able to go, unfortunately. But um, I'll definitely be watching. Um, yeah, yeah, look, we, we, do, we do have a good record of, of winning deciders at Suncorp. Um, having said that, the Blues did um, win... I think they said deciders there in 94 and 2005. So you guys have won 
um, the game threes in Brisbane before. It's going to be a great atmosphere, even though there's only going to be 40,000, I think. It's still going to be, yeah. I think, a classic Suncorp origin crowd. Not being lucky enough to go a few times, and it's just awesome. The Maybe not for you guys, but um, yeah, for, to be like a uh, Queensland fan at Suncorp is you know, second to none. I've never been to Suncorp. Um, I went I went watching Origin at the Old Lang Park. And that oh, was yeah. an experience. Yep. Yeah. Um, don't ask me what year it was. I think it was I think it was 97. It was when New South Wales wore that, that jersey that they wore last yes, week. They did wear that. I was like the old yeah. jersey, whatever they used to call it. They brought yeah, that back. Yeah. That, was even, yeah. that was even more maligned than the old Bush shirt, wasn't it? I, I think the McGuinness brothers were in the one was in the centers and one was on the wing or something like that. Like it was yeah. one of the greatest yeah. blues players, of course. Yeah. 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 I, I was up there with a, it was like a promotional type thing. I, I, I can't even remember how we got there, but there was eight of us that went. And then after the game, we missed the bus back to, we're staying at the Gold Coast. We missed the bus back to the Gold Coast. Oh. So we ended up catching a limo all the way back down to the Gold Coast. And um, you do. Yeah, that was yeah. it. <laughs> Some funny memories back in those days, bro. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, tomorrow night. What are you doing tomorrow night, mate? mate tomorrow any, night, doing anything? Yeah, I've got I've got a couple of things on. Um, I'm yeah, going to be uh, heading up to the Sunshine Coast to watch the uh, Women's State of Origin game. So watch some of our girls nice. go around. Yeah, Karina yep. Brown, Tams and Gray, Shania Power, Brianna Clark. Um, yep. Hopefully, be able to catch up with them after the game as well. Um, yep. And yeah, really looking forward to that game, getting uh, up there and uh, putting last night's result behind me and get behind the Queenslanders because all their girls yep. are on the Queensland side. And I believe you, you've also, you've also made the switch. So um, I have, mate. I and I make absolutely no apologies for it whatsoever. I've been copping a bit of shit from my New South Wales mates, but um, family above all else. These girls have represented our club this year. Yeah. They they came out. Um, in our time of need, you know, Karina had played for the Roosters, uh, Tasman had played for the Broncos and, and the Roosters, I think. And yeah, I think it was Broncos and the Roosters. Um, you know, uh, the other two girls are obviously Queenslanders, played up there, uh, got their start. Um, so they came to our club in, in our time of need this year uh, when we only had the five OGs, the Fab Five coming over from New Zealand and represented our club, really bought into the culture and the, the, um, the diversity and the fun uh, that we have at the Warriors. And for me to not show the same kind of support for these four women would be just wrong, something I couldn't live with. Um, they'll always have a special spot in my heart as, you know, Warriors players. And I'm, I would have loved to have been up there uh, to support them. I originally got tickets to go up there, which is uh, going to go with you. Um, yeah, yeah, well, but, yeah, but your your premier doesn't want us COVIDly infected uh, <laughs> New South Wales people up in your wonderful state. So up in God's yeah, country, I, yeah. I I'll be watching on TV, I'm cheering loud. Um, I, I hope the girls play well. I hope they win. Um, I'll be putting a sneaky ten on Karina Brown as first try scorer. Um, yeah, so. Uh, it's going to be a great night. I've, I've told the girls that, to look out for you. I've told yep. them that you'll be the guy on the hill, on the northern hill, wearing a Queensland jersey with a Warriors hat. There That's shouldn't be too many Warriors hats. 
And now, and now I've announced that everyone in that crowd every is going to wear a Warriors hat. Every second bloke's going to be wearing a Warriors hat. So everyone will be yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that guy from that show. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, good luck to those girls. Um, should be a cracking game, I think. Kickoff is six thirty your time, which is seven thirty my time. Yeah. So yep. what's that? Okay. Seven thirty for you guys. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. I just thought we'd also touch on the Marcello Montoya signing as well for the Warriors. That, yeah. that announced this week. What are your thoughts on that? Um, for me personally. I kind of I thought it was a weird signing when it was announced, and the the reason I say that is the they've spoken about Marcelo Montoya being a oh, he's a he's a winger slash center. Um, Brownie's talked him up as being a center, and, and we let AK go, and we let um, Paddy Herbert go, and then we bought this guy. So I don't know, is, maybe they got him on budget money. Uh, maybe Herbert was on a little bit too much dollars. Um, Maybe he's a, a depth signing because the other one that kind of confused me was, you know, we had George Jennings that was looking for a contract and they didn't even offer him one. Um, that, that might have been something to do with him not wanting to move to New Zealand, I think. I'd, I'd heard sort of whispers about that. Yeah, but he won't be yeah, in. Be it's, um, that's what I mean. Like, like Hetherington was the same deal. Didn't want to come because he didn't want to live in New Zealand. Well, at least for the first three to six months of next year, they're not going to be living in New Zealand. Um, you know. Anyway, mate, for me, yeah, it's a weird signing, but uh, maybe a depth signing, um, you know, to cover, you know, Fuss and Ken and uh, Patahiku and Ewan Aitken. I will say that although kind of, you know, not the biggest fan of the signing, he is now signed till the end of 2022. So in my eyes, he's a warrior. So he gets my full 100. Oh, RTS doesn't oh. like him. <laughs> he's nodding. He's giving his nod of approval. He gets my um, he gets my full support until uh, he does something that <laughs> doesn't get my full support. I'll, uh John O'Wright playing tunnel ball at Cronulla, um, losing us a game of footy. Yeah, I. I, I... How about you? What do you I'd think? have to agree with most of that. I mean, considering we let go of um, some quality players, Herbert, Kieran, and, and the like, he's he's going to be in a queue. So he's going to be probably towards the bottom of the queue behind the guys that like Ken and Force and um, Hiku and Perring and um, Pompey and these guys. But Jun- Junior Rituva, who knows where he stands in the pecking order as yeah. well. Yeah, good. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, so so he's he's got a lot of competition for spots, but you never know. Like it could just be one of those bad years with injuries and that kind of thing. So yeah, I mean, as and as you said, he's a warrior now, so he has a hundred percent. We get behind all our players, and he has our full support. Yep. So yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, that was it for the signings, wasn't it? Uh, we ne- we spoke about Sean O'Sullivan last week. This- there's still that little rumour about Tom Amone, uh, the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs forward, yeah. Was, yeah, was let go. And, and I'm hearing whispers that three-year deal possibly with us. But I'm getting a bit confused over the where we're sitting on our list of players. Because on some of the Warriors chat threads. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying we're at, we're at 30 now. Um, is, it, is it possible? Uh, I'm not sure. Passy and and Passy's um, gaining that visa? Because I think... I think we were saying before, if, if Parsi gets his visa and he's able to go to the Super League, then that opens up a spot and possibly that will be for Amone. But 
then again, if, if Parson is unable to get his visa, then what does that mean for him? Does he stay at the club, even though the club has basically said, you know, you're free to leave? So See you later. Yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one, isn't I it? Mean, I mean, they told Bunty the same thing. You're free to leave. Bunty's dug in his heels and says, I'm not leaving. And, yep. you know, um, and who knows? Like Nathan Brown being a, a new coach to the club, um, he, he may be a fan of Bunty Afo. He may be a fan of Ignatius Parsi. You know, he's obviously a fan of Marcelo Montoya. Yeah, he was, he was raving uh, at him, wasn't he? Big yeah, so yeah. I was Peter O'Sullivan. Incidentally, was it, was it you that told me that he scored against us in his debut match? He did. He did. He, he made his debut against us in Dunedin, of all places, down in the, the undercover stadium down there. And, and we lost that night to a pretty ordinary uh, Bulldogs team. And he, yeah, he got a meat pie in the second half. So, yeah, he does. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he could end up being a great signing for us, you know. Um, you know. But who knows? Who knows? Too early to tell. Let's see how he goes through his um, his uh, preseason. I, I'm assuming he'll be one of the boys that does his preseason here in Australia. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. 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 It'd be, be good to find out if we could find out where Adam Fanil Blake's doing his preseason. Um, yeah. Did did Jazz whether he's moved to New Zealand or? Yeah, I think Jazz mentioned. Oh, actually, Jazz. Yeah, yeah, he did. He said Australia. Australia. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so he'll probably do it. Yeah, that's right. He did. He'll probably doing it somewhere in yeah. well outside of his area of bad influence, if you know what I mean. But uh, maybe yep. somewhere in uh, greater, greater, greater Sydney or something like that. Um, yep. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, yeah. I was wondering the same thing, but yeah, Jazz kind of um, yeah confirmed that last week. Yeah. Yeah, um, aside from that, mate, there's no other signings. Uh, you didn't get to show Ruben your shirt either. Oh, I didn't. Oh, well, for those for those who are watching, I've got the, some people might have seen this shirt here, commemorating the the little general, as it says there, Stacey Jones. Jones. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously my favourite warrior, well, my favourite warrior of all time. And, um, yeah, I saw uh, Sean Johnson actually was wearing this shirt on uh, Instagram. And someone had shared yeah. shared where you can get it on the uh, it was it's a it's a store called o, a guy called O'Kalen or a company called O'Kalen that makes them, and they're only they've only got limited uh, limited amounts. So I thought uh, I don't want to miss out. Got to get my little general Stacey Jones shirt. So yep, absolutely. Yeah. I opted for the uh, New Zealand Warriors Pac Man shirt tonight. Um, Pac Man yeah. shirt. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, mate. Um, yeah, we got some um, we got some some more great guests coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. So so everyone, yeah. uh, make sure you tune in next week, next Thursday, nineteenth of November. We'll be having a chat to Toddy Payton. I'm really looking forward to that. That is going to be a, a very interesting chat indeed. So get your questions. It will be. Get 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 anything you 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 ever wanted to ask him about what happened this year, everything that went on in the season. If you like, don't just send your questions in and we'll, we'll ask Todd. Yeah. Uh, the week after that, the 26th of the 11th, we've got um, well, Warriors hard man Kevin Campion, the champion, uh, coming yeah. on to have a chat with us live. Uh, that's one I'm really looking forward to. Uh, you know, he only played, only played a couple of seasons at the Warriors, but um, yeah, he's, he's always been fondly remembered by all true Warriors fans. Much love, real hard nut, wasn't he? Like that's that. I'm yep. really looking forward to hearing about that, and and again through the 
through that successful 2001-2002 seasons that he was involved in, where he was instrumental in bringing so much change um, to the club. Yeah, attitude uh, adjustments yeah. and so forth, yeah. Yep. Uh, the week after, 3rd of the 12th, we've got a guest to be confirmed, so I can't name anyone at this point in time because um, we haven't confirmed 100%. Uh, so... Uh, we've got that, and then on the 10th of the 12th, uh, we'll do our season review, uh, which will also uh, be our final show for this year, yep. uh, which will take us to 20 shows, which is pretty ridiculous when you think about you know where we were, you know, exactly. 16 weeks ago. Our first, our first. Um, I went back and actually watched our first uh, episode <laughs> the other day, and we just looked like a pair of, of gibberers just rambling on we didn't even know the camera was on we didn't know when to start talking when we started uh, oh yeah. and now look where um, we are we've got lighting we've got like yeah. we've got all this sort of stuff happening yeah. now we're and uh, yep and we've got some decent guests that come on um you know uh, great warriors uh players uh that uh, you know willing to come on and share their their experiences and their story with us um but yeah, so we, we'll, we'll go the next four weeks. Toddy Payton, Kevin Campion, the TBC guest, and then our season review. Yeah, uh, and we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up for Christmas. Uh, have a couple of weeks off, and um, get back into it in uh, early to mid January, uh, where we can roll into our next lot of guests uh, into next year uh, before the season starts. Sounds like a plan, mate. That's I was going to say. Sounds good, champ. Sounds good, champ. Sweet <laughs> as, mate. <laughs> oh, mate, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. Um, really appreciate and watching it. it. Uh, yeah, massive shout out to uh, Ruben um, for coming on and 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 staying on so late. You know, ten after ten o'clock yeah. at night uh, when he jumped off. Um, really appreciate you know the uh, the um, honesty and, and the depth he answered those questions. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Right. learn a few things. Learn some things. We're, we're learning things that we're not really aware of. It's stuff that you don't hear in the media or stories that you hear in the media or whatever that are wrong. Um, yeah. So, you know, we've, we've learned some interesting ones, you know, from Ruben, from Mark Tukey, especially the Wairangi Korpu. Yeah, exactly. Um, a revelation. Injury to, to Brad Filler, where we all thought it was Villa Sandy. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, mate, you have a wonderful night tomorrow night. I really do. I'll pass on my regards. Yeah. Do me a favour when you when you get the girls over to the fence for a chat. Um, Facebook, Facebook, uh, not Facebook. Um, FaceTime me. Yep. So I can say a quick hello yeah, to we'll them. Do. Uh, we'll definitely do that. Thank you. them on a great win. I'll make sure I have my new South Wales shirt on when I do that. No, <laughs> uh, yeah. Enjoy the game. Tell your dad to enjoy the game. Well um, Thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks for your questions. Um, Really appreciate the support and the interaction that you guys yeah. are showing us. Great important um, interaction, yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. You have a good night tomorrow night, bro. I'll, uh, I'll speak to you after the game. You too, mate. You take it easy. See you yeah, later. Bro.